This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the LJS Podcast brought to you by learnjazzstandards.com. If you get value out of today's episode, consider adding value back by leaving us a one-time monthly or annual donation at learnjazzstandards.com slash support. We appreciate your help. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Brent, your host of the LJS Podcast, and welcome to episode 34, where today I'm going to be talking about something that a lot of people actually consider controversial. Uh, I'm basing this talk today off of a blog post that I did a few years ago that really made some waves on the internet, and it was greeted with lots of praise, but I also got some hate mail over it. So today's show should be interesting. And the topic today is how playing gigs for free for no compensation is actually destroying the music economy. And there's a lot of things I'm going to talk about that in particular. Before we dive into this today, I just want to invite you, if you haven't before, to become part of the Learn Jazz Standards community. And the best way you can do that is by signing up for our newsletter. Those who sign up for our newsletter who become part of the jazz community are truly getting things that that those that that don't sign up aren't getting. You're getting lots of free stuff, inside access, and you're the first to know about new content. So if you have not joined the LJS community, go to learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter and sign up there. As a little bonus perk, you actually get our free ebook, A Jazz Guide to Practicing. So please go ahead and sign up there at learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter and join the community. Okay, so let's dive into our show today. And I want to start by giving you a scenario to think about, okay? Let's imagine that you and your musician friends want to host a special performance at your house or your apartment. And you're sitting down to plan this event and begin thinking about this really great restaurant that will provide excellent wine and appetizers for all the guests. Okay, this is a newer joint in the neighborhood. It recently came up. You've been there before. You really dig the food. So you decide to call up the place, get the owner on the phone, and ask him if he'd like to come cater his wine and food at your gig. And, and the guy, he agrees right away, desperate and excited for this new opportunity. So he asks what the compensation would be for catering his products at the event, to which you reply, well, listen, here's the deal. We don't really pay our caterers normally, uh, but you can totally put out a tip jar. That's cool. Uh, and here's the other thing, though. We, we really are looking for... Someone who can bring more people to the gig, you need to bring at least like 10 people in order to serve your stuff. But if you bring 20 plus people, we will consider throwing you like a little dough we make from the cover charge. Uh, You know, doing this event, it's going to be really good exposure for you in your restaurant. And then bursting forth with excitement, the restaurant owner agrees 
thanking you for the opportunity to serve his food and wine at your gig, and immediately begins texting all of his friends, begging them to come to the show. Does something seem wrong with this picture? Of course it does. Because if you were to suggest this outrageous proposition to a restaurant owner, they would laugh in your face, probably feel insulted, and just hang up the phone. So here's my big question of the day. Why are musicians doing this? Why are are we playing these exact same types of gigs for free? You know, why would we dis- disrespect ourselves uh, by allowing these venues to make a profit without anything in return for your hard work? Now listen, I've heard a lot of people tell me how wrong I am about this, how a musician and a, and a restaurant owner are not even remotely the same thing. And I'm here to argue that they are exactly the same thing. I've heard some people criticize me saying, oh, you're just all about the money. It's not about the art. It's not about the love of creating music. To which I reply, that's not necessarily exactly how I feel. But in order for artists to keep continuing to create music, they have to be able to pay their rent and eat food and pay their bills. So there's a lot of counter arguments to what I'm going to say. And indeed, there is some controversy to it. But I'm here to argue to you today why playing gigs for free is going to be harmful to the music economy in the long run. And there's three people, three audiences really, I'm speaking today. I'm speaking to hobbyists and students, which most often are the ones uh, guilty of playing gigs for free. I'm speaking to professional jazz musicians or musicians in general which many will agree with me on a lot of the things I'm saying today. And I'm also speaking to another audience, which is the audience that just likes to listen to music, the music fans. And at the end of the show, I will have uh, some, some, some words for exactly you, you, those who just love the music, don't necessarily play it, but some words uh, and ways that you can help the situation. So let's go ahead I'm going to dive in and give you three reasons why you need to stop playing gigs for free. Okay, so the first reason why you should stop playing gigs for free is because it devalues the profession. It devalues the profession. And and I want to ask you this question really quick. You know, a lot of you who listen to this show, uh, you already have a career. You have a day job and 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 you work outside of music. You like to play jazz, you like to listen to jazz perhaps, but of course you already have a job. You're a hobbyist or perhaps you're even a student going to college or you're in high school. And you know, whatever job you do, maybe you're an engineer, maybe you're a florist, maybe you are a restaurant owner, or maybe you work at an auto body shop. It doesn't really matter what you do. What you do is beneficial to society. The reason your job exists is because it's necessary for society to function, or it's a service that the society that you live in wants. And let's go back to music for a second. Does society need music? Of course, I think no one would argue against that. Music is essential to life. Art is essential to life. But in order for us to have this art, to have this music at a high level, 
There needs to be those who dedicate their lives to doing it. Would you agree? The same as you or maybe someone else you know has dedicated their lives to whatever career they're doing. And so when we play gigs for free, when we start conditioning the minds of venue owners that they don't have to pay for the music to entertain their customers, to bring more customers in the door, to entertain their customers, then really, why would they ever pay for it at all? Because it devalues the profession of music. It makes them think, well, I can get cheap labor or I don't have to pay them at all and it's easy and I can get some benefit for my restaurant, for my venue, whatever it may be. So if you're going to condition the minds of, of music owners like that, then they stop paying for live music altogether. Pretty soon, it's hard for musicians in general to make any bit of their money from live performance. So it devalues the profession. Now, let me be clear about something really quickly. And I'm not talking about charity gigs. You know, I've played many charity gigs myself. Uh, I think you should always use your musical talent to serve others in need. Just make sure that your charity is not the profit of a business owner because you are a business owner yourself. Your services both deserve compensation. So playing gigs for free, it devalues the profession. Okay, the second reason for not playing gigs for free is you're cheating yourself. Okay, think about everything that you've done to get to where you're at now. Uh, when you play a gig, you're displaying thousands and thousands of hours of hard work, or, or maybe not that much, but but some amount of hours of hard work. I mean, you suffered through lots of frustration, sacrifice, even money to hone your craft, so don't let all this time and energy go to waste by giving it all away for free. I mean, you're so much more valuable than that. Music is so much more valuable than that. Art was what drives culture forward. And, and, and you're being an ambassador of art. So you're giving a great service to your community, but you still need to survive just like everyone else. Or you still need to help others survive by not devaluing the profession. I also want you to think about some of the other things that go into playing a gig that aren't even necessarily musical. I'm talking about your subway fare to get there and back or, or even your gas money to get there and back. But I'm mostly talking about the time. This is something to think about because in for me, my time is very valuable. You know, time is money for me or time is time that I could be spending with friends or family. Uh, something else that benefits another part of the condition of my life. So I want you to think about this. Perhaps uh, this gig that you're playing is three hours. Let's just say that it takes you two hours to get there and back. So one hour to get there, one hour coming back, starting from the time you load stuff into your car. And then let's just say that it takes an hour for you to set up your gear and tear it down. So half an hour to set up, half an hour to tear down. Well, suddenly... This gig that you're playing isn't three hours. It's actually six hours. This is a six-hour gig that we're talking about here. That's a lot of time to be spending to get paid no money, to get no compensation for your hard work, for your artistry, for providing services that benefit a, a, a business owner. So that's something to also consider to think about. So you're cheating yourself when you're playing gigs for free. And, and you're not valuing exactly what you do and, and promoting others who do the art. 
So maybe you've heard all of this so far and, and you're thinking, well, I'm not really a professional musician. I don't care about getting paid. I just love to play. So what if, who cares if I play a gig for free? I, I have a day job. I, I don't need the money. Uh, I, I just do this for fun, for leisure, for pleasure. Um, well, hear me out on this one. And, and this really piggybacks off of uh, the the point about devaluing the profession, but it focuses less on just devaluing the actual uh, career of musician and more about the long-term effects, which is it hurts the music economy. I'm going to expand on this. Uh, from what I talked about earlier. Let me put it this way. Just as a, a business owner, or let's say a restaurant owner, could never make good business constantly giving away products for free, neither can musicians. We don't walk into restaurants and expect to get a free meal. I mean, that would be absurd, right? That would just never happen. And so unfortunately, for, for those of us that call music our profession, our livelihood. When 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 people play gigs for free, it suddenly starts devaluing our profession to the point where we can't really make money from playing gigs or or very little at that because there are too many people just doing it for free, giving venue owners a, a pass essentially, uh, and. This creates a lot of complication. We've, uh, we've already discussed how music is important. And so musicians need to be playing gigs, need to be getting paid for their services. Uh, and in, if they're not able to play gigs, then they're not going to be able to continue to create music. So suddenly you have this world where no one's really paying for live music. So therefore the quality of the live music is going to go down because... The professional musicians just can't support themselves as even part of their income, as even part of what they bring in. Of course, musicians usually have multiple different revenue streams, but gigging is obviously uh, the lifeblood, at least creatively, at least artistically. It's the lifeblood of what they do and, and why they do it. So it damages the economy in the long term. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about looking ahead even. It's just not good for music in general. So it damages the economy. Now, I want to quickly just talk to those who are just fans of the music and those that that listen to jazz in particular, because uh, this podcast is a jazz podcast. What can you do to help the music economy? Like, you know, maybe you don't play gigs, so therefore you're not playing them for free. That's the hobbyists and the students that are mostly doing that. Um so what can you do to help the music economy? Well, first of all, if you're a fan of someone's music, then pay for their albums, okay? Don't just listen on Spotify or look up on YouTube. If you've listened and you've decided you like this music, you're a fan, then pay for it. Be willing to pay for it. That's really a huge help. That's really something that you can do. In addition to that, if you are a fan of someone's music, then go see them live. If they're coming into town, go see them live. If you're a fan of local musicians, then go out and see them live. Uh, you know, Be a fan, a supporter of your local music scene because the local music scene is, is really the lifeblood of the music industry. It's not the big guys on top that are touring all over the world. I mean, that's important, of course, but the ones that really support the music economy, that that support art is local. So support your local artists, become fans of their music, and just be a supporter. And that's, that's the advice I can give to you. 
So if you're playing gigs for free, I urge you to reconsider because it can just wreak havoc on the musical economy. I know that not everybody will agree. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to set down a certain price that you should play your gig for. I would just say by, by starting at the very least, don't play for free. Don't go uncompensated for giving a service away to another business owner who indeed will be making a profit off of your art. All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for tuning in. And I want to hear from you. What are your arguments for and against not playing gigs for free. I want to hear your opinions. This isn't just about me. This is a jazz community. So I I urge you to participate. Uh, If you're on the website, go to the comment section below and leave us a comment. Would love to hear what you think about all of this. And remember, if you got some value out of today's podcast episode, consider adding value back by leaving us a one-time monthly or annual donation at learnjazzstandards.com slash support. It just really helps us continue to produce this podcast and keep providing uh, free jazz education materials. So we really appreciate your help. Okay, next week is episode 35 of the LGS podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.